Hey everybody, this is Perch. Uh, I'm here with Joe. How you doing? I'm all right, Perch. How are you? Well, I'm I'm great, and I'm uh, I'm still very excited by this Batman Fortnite uh, news and and the convergence of comics and video games and how much money it's making. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a really big deal. But uh, this is not the first time comics have uh, tried to do this. That's right. Uh, we have seen it before. Now I know you, I know everybody's thinking uh, Wolverine and Yar's Revenge, but no, that actually didn't happen. We're talking about something. Uh, this what, when was this exactly that this, this came out? This was 1997. Oh dear, that was later than I thought. That's much. Worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for some reason I had in my head like this was uh, ni- like 91 or something. Okay, that would have made more sense. Yeah. Um, okay, this is Sonic Live. And Sonic the Hedgehog, did you play Sonic when you were a kid? I loved Sonic as a, as a kid. My first system was a Master System. Oh, nice. And uh, I got a, a Genesis uh, one Christmas. Well, technically, it was like me and my brother got mm-hmm. uh, Genesis. And uh, I'm also kind of convinced that my parents may have gotten a Super Nintendo first and then had to go back and exchange it for a Genesis because I, I very clearly remember having a conversation with them where they were like, oh, you know, you want like a Super Nintendo? I was like, you know, I really want a, a Genesis, you know, kind of thing. And they were kind of like, but like, yeah, well, like you'd like a Super Nintendo, though, right? Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure I um, uh, caused my uh, sure. parents needless uh, stress <laughs> for like nothing. But um, but yeah, I loved, I, I loved it. I love Sonic too. I, I um, Sonic was always. I remember, you know, Super Mario was the was the standard. Yeah, um, but then Sonic was uh, there's so much more freedom and movement. The character there's something about the the movement of the character that just you could do a lot more with Sonic. And was- yeah, I mean, you know, Sonic he could really move. Sonic he's got an attitude. Oh, he's the fastest thing alive. It's great. Yeah, this is yeah. fun. I love that game. And um, so yeah, okay, so '97 uh, Archie Comics decides to what? What are they doing here exactly? They're merging. Sonic with real life? Yeah, um, th- they've had the Sonic license for a while, which which was weird. They didn't... I, I don't know exactly why Archie had this license, but mm-hmm. like it was really one of the only video game licenses I think they had. Yeah, they, was, they didn't was, do much with it, for sure. Was, was Sonic and and like no other Genesis properties or, or anything. Um, I don't think we ever got an Archie Vector Man comic or... No, Rystar or anything like that, or uh, Shinobi. You know, it was just, it was, it was just Sonic. And, but they did Sonic for a very long time. They did, like, yeah. yeah, like a couple of decades. They maybe slightly more. They they were doing, um, they, they were doing those comics. I, I guess they did Mega Man later. Um, now that I think about it, but yeah, for for a long time they were just doing Sonic. It was, and it was, um. I think you're right. I think it's it's looking at it here it looks like about 23 years of Sonic. Yeah. Um, no, and, and those comics sold pretty well for well not not the entire span, but for a period of time that was a top selling comic. Yeah, I uh, those were the first comics I collected. I, I got my uh, nice uh, Sonic the Hedgehog issue 28 at uh, Kmart. Uh, I was in third grade. Beautiful. And uh, I I, w- I I had a subscription. So I'd get them mailed to my house at one point. I, I also used to walk to uh, the convenience store in town because they had the spinner rack and you could get them okay. even into the late 90s. You know, you still had the convenience store spinner rack Wonderful. and you could get Sonic the Hedgehog there. And uh-huh. um, 
Yeah, uh, and I would uh, I I was awful. I'd call around to the different shops. I'd go make <laughs> my poor parents have to drive around and and go to different shops to get back issues. Beautiful. And uh, there was there was one um, was it there was this one shop uh, Captain Comics is no longer around, but I, uh, I I knew this one girl there, Margot. I later worked with her at Hollywood Video. Oh, no. oh wow! You're bringing the you're bringing the '90s memories now. I'm bringing the '90s back, and and the funny thing is, she she was just a little older than me. Okay. And um, at one point while we were working, we had known each other for a little while now. Um, she says like, I, I don't even know how we got there, but she was like, yeah. And there used to be this like guy who just always called about Sonic the Hedgehog comics, and I can't imagine it wasn't me. <laughs> and I never, I never owned up to it. You took that to your grave, yeah. I was just like, oh, that's, that's weird, that's and a, uh, that was it. Strange, yeah. And uh, I, I don't think she'll ever know un unless she watches this channel, in which um, <laughs> it was me all along, Margot. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's the kind of so you need to do your Bucky list where you go back and you you, you explain every you know these things to people yeah. years later. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, <laughs> So this this comic uh, Sonic Live, um, yeah, this is a nightmare comic though. It is a nightmare comic. I bought when it came out. Okay, <laughs> I I bought and read this when it came out. It, it it obviously always stuck out a little bit for obvious reasons. I mean, you you know, look at that cover there. Yeah, let's look at this cover. What 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 is he doing here exactly? It looks like he's abducting a small boy while he's getting ready to. Bitch, slap that little girl. That's, that's the. I, I noticed the eyes are kind of going in different directions with Sonic as well. Like he's, I mean, this whole cover is is crazy. Um, I like the old school TV, the little rack of CDs. That's very nostalgic. Yeah, but like it seems like it's not quite what you'd expect in '97. It, it looks like a an early '90s setup, but yeah, or or yeah, I mean, late '80s, early '90s. This is. This yeah. is further back. It, this is uh, terrifying. Um, he doesn't. Sonic does look a little malevolent here, and um, <laughs> and then you're kind of threatened with. It's so real, you'll think you're part of the adventure. I don't know how stupid they thought the readers of, of, of Sonic were, but there there was at no point while I was reading this was I like blurring the lines between reality and fantasy. Yeah. Well, and, uh, yeah. It's the last. I game cartridge hero by the way and this is well after um we had playstation sega saturn sega cd like yeah. we we've already established that gaming had moved on to to discs and uh no it's a game cartridge hero yeah in 97 we were well into the disc era at that point <laughs> but yeah uh, but uh, maybe it's it, it is truly the last game cartridge but anyway that that's kind of seems like kind of a strange way to sell this unless you're trying to sell it as some kind of nostalgia play to, but that was not the point of what this comic was. I'm not sure anyone knew what the point of this comic was. So uh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's written and drawn by Ken Penders. Yes. Uh, Ken Penders, really interesting guy. <laughs> he, um, Very. he's, he's kind of infamous in, in Sonic the Hedgehog circles. Like he's, He's a name you bring up to people that enjoy those comics, and they would just go like Ken Penders, ah, and they, yeah. they, they, um, he, 
Uh, and look, I haven't read those comics in a while. I, I, I am not making a judgment call on Ken Penders outside of this specific comic, but he, he had developed a reputation of uh, being a writer on this book that you would just be like, ooh, it's a Ken Penders one. I think I'll think I'll not read this one. Well, he had done, uh, let's see, he, he worked for Dis DC, Marvel, Image, Disney, did the Next Generation comic, Disney Adventure, Savage Short of Conan, Captain Adam, Green Hornet, um, produced a lot of kids' activity books, which now is pretty creepy. Uh, yes. Except for this. <laughs> we, yeah. And he had some lawsuits. He did. He, um, <laughs> he uh, clearly... Um, in in his own mind, and I'm I'm sure there are people out there that um, feel he was doing the right thing. Uh, was very protective of the intellectual property that he created. Right. So he uh, sued Archie, uh, basically for ownership of you know character designs and ideas and things that he had come up with for this licensed property. Yeah. Which I imagine, you know, goes against what the contract stated. But, you know, again, in all fairness, um, there are plenty of lawsuits that get filed where no one goes like, well, that's actually not in the contract. So I guess case closed. Like that's, it's not always the case. Uh, you know, doesn't help you, but, <laughs> but it doesn't stop people from filing lawsuits. And it, it got to the point where it dragged on for like, a, a few years, time. yeah, and Archie fired their entire legal team over this. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. And, and again, no judgment call. I, we, Ken may or may not. We're not. I'm not. Neither of us really making a no, call. No, not at all. Yeah. He's in the right or not. It just. It is. It, it was a very long-lasting lawsuit. It looks like at least three years um, or more. And then he also simultaneous. Or he was suing at the same time Sega. And, and EA uh, for copyright infringement of his Sonic, his his version of some things that wouldn't happen in Sonic. And, and this case gets dismissed twice. Twice, yeah. It got dismissed twice because he refiled it, I, I think, four days after it got dismissed or something like that. Yeah, and, and the judge warned him not to do this, uh, but he, he filed it again anyway and it was dismissed again. Um, and then it went, it, it was appealed after that. It was... It's, yeah. Okay, it's very so. But but tell me. So wait, wait a minute. We, we are getting to this comic, I promise. But this is so weird. So he uh, <laughs> he's he Archie fired its its entire legal team. Do you know like wh why? That's that's a more that's a bigger deal. It it's a it's a much bigger deal. Um, it it looked like I I guess the the only thing I can think of here and, and again this is all speculative is maybe the way things were going it was costing too much money uh to go through like this and also maybe it was looking like ken could have possibly gotten part of what he wanted yeah and, you know and i don't think archie was interested in him getting any aspect of it but then he goes on and they basically, it seems like Archie basically just decides we're just not going to use anything you created yeah. anymore. They, they wiped and it all. 
they wiped it all, and then IDW took it a few years after that anyway. So yeah. it, it's, it was almost irrelevant. But What a strange turn of events over all and, of the time. And now it makes it makes sense when you look at it this way that, like, yeah, Archie, I could see after all of that being like, we're not going to renew this license. This can be someone else's problem. Yeah. But Ken then took, like, um, these characters he created that were, like, in you know, like the Enkindas in um, Sonic, because uh, right. one of the bigger things he was known for was the uh, Knuckles ongoing. Right. Um, and just created, like, aliens called, and it, you know, basically the same thing, like Enchienas, or it was something yeah, he, like that. He put an apostrophe in there to, to kind of change, making new species. Yeah, and now, and he's currently working on uh, the Lara Sue Chronicles, which he writes and illustrates, which are basically just these Inkinda designs of, of his. And currently, it is like, I mean, he posted this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday from when we're recording, which would be May 1st, is, um, you know, you can get limited edition Lara Sue signed and numbered prints uh, yeah. from him. And they, you can get them specialized in there. You know, $40 uh, plus $15 shipping and handling. And, uh, you know, you can pay him via PayPal and he starts shipping them on the 15th. This is all very recent stuff. He's, he's been working on this for seven years. Yeah. Okay. You sure. know, it's, um, uh, yeah, he feels he's very, very passionate about that. And, um, you know, he's not even the only name in this credits that people would know. Uh, well, real quick for you, people may be wondering, what's, what's an akinda? What what is that? Um, who knows? It's um, it's some stupid Australian thing, but uh, or you know, from <laughs> that side of the world or whatever. Who cares? But um, but you know, it's Knuckles is the red guy with the yeah the big yeah. knuckles and the dreadlocks and all sorts of cultural appropriation. We are sorry to all the Australian fans who listen to this show. Anyway, um, yeah. there are uh, yeah, there are some other names here to, that that are recognizable. Like who who else are you seeing here? You see, uh, you know, Carl Ballers. Mm -hmm. Now, of Carl course. Ballers, people might recognize fairly recently as he not that long ago was an editor at Valiant. Yes, for like a couple of years, he he was there. And uh, prior to that, a lot of X-Men fans will know him as the writer of that Emma Frost, like, maxi series from, like, yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah, the one with the covers that uh, that made you question things. Yes. Yeah, that one. That, yeah. it, But it also made you immediately want answers. Yes. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. <laughs> it made you, yeah. It was ah, a, a lot of a lot of young boys shut their doors looking for answers. Yes, today. unfortunately, those answers were not inside that comic. It was, no. it was one of your, it, for a lot of young people. It was your first uh, realization that uh, the covers do not match the interiors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's not a euphemism, by the way. Yeah, no, no. no. Well, we're sort of. Um, but it could be if you want. You know, yeah. don't let us tell you. It's your part, I think. But um, but yeah, and, and he was an editor at, at Marvel, yeah, for a bit. Um, yeah, this comic. So and this comic has a couple different stories in it, but it's it's the main one that we're focusing on: the Sonic Live, the last yeah. cartridge hero by Ken Penders, um, that we're we're kind of focusing on here. But the the yeah. premise is that. Told in four chapters, 
Sonic uh, explores the multiverse, which includes your your world. Is that about it? Yeah, I, I mean, that's that seems to be the case, even though uh, there aren't a lot of backgrounds and we have no sense of space or where anything is. Right. Uh, throughout this comic, so good luck figuring that out. You just kind of got to go with it. I, I, there's a shocking lack of backgrounds. Yes, in, in no, they, they're really foregrounds and then fills is, is what we have here. Yeah, that's uh, for a lot of it, yeah. Uh, so Dr. Robotnik uh, has basically um, kidnapped uh, Princess... Oh, God, what was the princess's name here? Princess Sally Acorn. Princess Sally, yeah. Yeah. Now, why is Sally uh, wear a, uh, like a jacket, but otherwise just walks around naked? Like, like <laughs> I, I, I'm always confused. Not to hey, furries, uh, glad you're here with us today. Yeah, uh, how, thanks for joining. Yeah how um, how do they decide what parts of the clothes need to be covering up? What I mean, I, I'm 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 I've always wondered like what's what's the etiquette here for? Yeah, I I, I honestly I, I don't get it. I guess it's just to give her something like kind of you know, dynamic. Maybe if she's running, you can mm. kind of have like a little flapping vest, you know, it's, I, I mean, they've drawn her with curves. Yeah. But, and then like a jacket that really covers nothing. I, I don't know. That, this, this, some... Yeah. I mean, that jacket, she couldn't close that. No, 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 no. That's yeah. Yeah. She's got to just live with it. So anyway, he, he's kidnapped her and then uh, it, it's, it just feels like a pretty routine adventure, right? He's, he kidnapped somebody and then there's robots and, Sonic's gonna strangely not utilize his skills from the game. Like there's there's not a lot of running. There's mostly a lot of kind of standing around. There's a lot of standing around. No rings, right? I, I don't think we see a single ring in this. Um, no. There there's just a lot of um, a lot. Robotnik's also doing a lot of just like I know you you're super fast, but I'm just gonna hope you stand still long enough for these clunky robots to shoot you. Yeah. Yeah, I always this is always kind of my problem with some of the Sonic comics is that the the game was about speed and I mean you know if only there was a comic character whose super speed was kind of the power that you could maybe get some inspiration off of. Yeah, if only something like that existed. But uh, but as he's cornered and kidnapped, he's shot, and then that but that brings us into this very strange sequence of the real world. Yeah, so so he gets shot, but I guess teleports. Like they never explain this. He kind of goes into the in between. It looks like. Yeah, he goes into the in between, but we have no idea why he yeah. he is shot. It's not like they cut away and they made it look like he got shot. No, he's shot, and there's a smoking crater that is left. Yeah. So that yeah, you know, have a nice afterlife, Hedgehog. Yeah, that there, but collect but yeah. the moon for God. Yeah, and then we have one of the most terrifying pages of a comic book. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so, okay, so these two kids is uh, Ken Pender's son and niece. Yeah, and you'll see his son is uh, holding a TV remote sideways, acting like it's a Sega remote, a <laughs> Sega Genesis controller or something uh, to play the game. I'm very confused. Like at this point, Pinders had done a lot of work in the Sonic universe. Yeah. Like, like, does he not own a a Genesis? Like, you would think he would own a console, or that you know maybe his niece would have had one, or um, a neighbor. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, someone on the block should have. <laughs> were they worried that 
that they would get sued if they used an actual piece of hardware and they needed permission. So I, I, I'm, 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 I'm also, I'm, I'm with you. Like why he's holding a remote sideways. He brags at the end of this story about how he didn't have to pay the kids, which that's also weird. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. That's, that's charming. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then, and, and this dialogue's just uh, fantastic. Oh, he, he also brags about how uh, he basically made them pose for hours. Yeah. Yeah. To uh, get the exact um, images he wanted, uh, which I have no idea why. When you look at this, you're like, "This, these look like they could have been done pretty quick." I don't. Yeah, I don't think this is. I mean, I'm the guy who tried to wrestle his kids into throwing eggs at paper. I, that took time, that took effort. Um, this this does not look like at that level of effort. No, and, and then and yeah, the dialogue here. Not again. I can't believe I died. And just when I was doing so well, and it's like. <laughs> Well, you couldn't have been doing that well. You you died, but also, none of this is clear. It's like so. So is he? Was that the Sonic in in the game? Was he playing like, you yeah. know, Sonic and Knuckles, and it's yeah. a different game? Like what what was happening? So he dies. His uh, sister is saying, um, or niece, depending on on your point of view, the uh, um, cousin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go, Steve. Mom's waiting, and mom's like, uh, had it. She's like, enough of the video games. You're going to be late for school if you don't hustle now. Um, and as their kind of their attention is turned, this weird, ghostly hand is is poltergeist style is coming out of the TV to touch them. Yes, you know. But mom, I was almost at the next level. No, you weren't. You just died. This yeah. lying child. Yes. <laughs> we can all relate to that. The uh, <laughs> oh, I, I can't save right now. I got to keep playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that 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 works for every generation. But but we yeah. we learned that this this very insane hand is Sonic's, <laughs> and he's kind of reaching out trying to touch the children, but uh, yes. it doesn't work. So he's he's stuck in this green vapor. Yeah, and it's getting him nowhere real fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's uh, he's confused. Uh, Robotnik is is uh, takes the princess back to a cell um, where he's also kidnapped her friends as well. This, the, yeah, it looks like he he's definitely you see you got uh, tails and rotor in there. Yeah, Robotnik's oh. having a good day. I mean, by like he's he's taken out half of the class. <laughs> This story takes place after all of the interesting stuff happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, how did he capture all these people? I, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, but uh, he apparently, so time passes, and Sonic is floating around in the green. Yeah, And uh, he hears the boy talking, you know, don't you have any homework? I'll do it after dinner. Come on, let's play. And then the kid picks up. From a, now we see an illustration of the kid, and he does have what looks like almost a proper Genesis controller now. Yes, now now he does, and um, you know, but but yeah, it, they don't have the Genesis. But e even before when we see the picture of him, he's wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog T-shirt, right? So like, I I don't see why they couldn't have at least had a Genesis controller or any video game controller and not a TV remote on the side. But. It's incredibly weird. And, and and he's and also uh maybe again I'm not remembering Sonic correctly but he's like I think I have the last trap figured out in just a second I'll punch in the codes. What the codes? What what were the what what, what codes? Yeah, he's not playing with a game genie or, or anything yeah. like that. It's not like um Kids are cheating bastards with this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and then um, 
God, this dialogue just kills me. You know, you dummy, you have the videotape on instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute because it's stupid. Yes. Um, yeah, he said, I never touched the VCR. Um, Maybe I have the wrong channel. Sonic reaches through, grabs the kid, kids, both, and yanks them into the, the green with him. Yeah, which is weird because... Let's see, it's just like, and since I can't go all the way to you, let's see if you guys can join me. But why does he want them to yeah. join him? He, it, it, it makes no sense. And once they've joined, well, he, you know, once they've joined him, the energy coalesces. I like this dialogue of Jesse, it's Sonic. It's really Sonic. And his sister's like, oh boy. And then, she's, <laughs> kind of the, she's the voice of the reader reading this. <laughs> yeah and um yeah i, I don't i oh. and, and she's she's wearing a different she's wearing different clothes here it's sure. it it turned her out like her dress pink coming yeah. into this uh zone yeah she's got a pink dress and i i mean there's i'm sure there's reasons for that but the energy coalesces and since they've arrived the surges have grown stronger and they can they just kind of walk into the distance and to their adventure, Sonic and and you, you who's living this adventure, you'll think it's real. Yeah, uh, a precursor to Marvel, you. Yeah, mm. but um, but yeah, you know, sorry to pull a fast one. You get it because he's fast. Yeah, uh, but this is important. Uh, you know, the closest I can figure is you know some sort of in between zone. So like, I I've never thought like you know I'm lost. You know who's really going to help me? Or two children. <laughs> No, that that yeah, absolutely. If you're a you know cartoon video game hero trying to stop an evil scientist guy who murdered tried to murder you, then you want to pull two children into that. And, and the fact that they're asking questions like "Where are we?" and "In between zone," Sonic should have immediately been like, "Oh, you're not. This is bad. You're not going to help me." Uh, <laughs> you two are a bunch of idiots. Well, good luck to you. But if Sonic's not a jerk. He's going to take them along. He's but but he's taking them along. But then it's like, okay, so why did you need their help if you knew exactly where to go? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we got lots of dialogue of him not knowing where he was, but apparently he doesn't know because he just then walks out the energy door. Yeah, um, with with children. Now he's like, oh, I, I know how I'll get Robotnik back. I'll bring a couple of liabilities with me. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this. Uh, okay. So. Um, so we, we, this takes us to part two, uh, and Robotnik is, is now that we get a lot of musical theme puns for a bit, um, about oh, yeah. Sonic's playing a golden harp. There's nothing to stop anyone from marching to the beat of my drum. Um, and then, you know, th there's a comment about dirges and, and, uh, always good at carrying a tune. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Too much music related humor in one panel. But now business before pleasure, and the business is uh, that he's going to murder all the rest of the friends. Yeah, uh, not in their cells. He's going to take them out for no reason. Sure. Um, you know, we, and uh, now we've also got Antoine in the in the background there, yep. and, and in addition to you know Buddy Rabot, Rotor, and and Tails, who's just pissed. Tails is pissed and seems to wander between having uh, being handcuffed and not. Like they, they keep taking off his handcuffs in one panel and then putting them back on in another. Yes. But uh, that's, that's always good. Um, so his plan appears to be it's a missile and it's going to get a uh, place killer satellites 
and he's going to put them into this missile and launch into space for some reason. And, uh, and then Sonic shows up right in the heat of this action with the two children. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, now, mind you, he could have just executed the, these guys in, in their cell, but instead sure. he's like, why don't I put you in the rocket that I need to make it to space to put killer satellites around because there's no way you would escape and uh, reroute the rocket and save the day or anything like that. No, that's not what they do. That's, yep. that's that that wouldn't make any sense. I, I also think at some point because he notes that you know, hey, where's Sally? And it's like, yeah, where is she? It's like she's in the rocket's lower level. Don't worry about her. And you get kind of the feeling like this was the point where the panels have been drawn. Like, oh crap, we haven't put Sally in here in this group. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, because instead of Sally, you get Antoine. Yeah, back there, and it's like, oh, um, I guess Antoine got captured too. Sorry, guys. Uh, exactly. Yeah. This whole this whole group sucks. Uh, yeah, they, they suck, and you know, oh my gosh, Sonic gets a swap bot. Way yeah. cool. Why is that cool? Yeah. They are, are murderous robots. <laughs> they are, and you get a you get a very brief amount of action uh, before we get back to talking again, showcasing that there's very little Sonic moving and running quickly in this comic. It's mostly him being kind of foiled by plans because the kids immediately get captured. And... Yeah. And, uh, but we also get one of my favorite panels in this is the SWAT bot falling off the rafter there with the whoops. <laughs> I, who's saying that? it is the bot saying this, right? I, I, mean, I guess, <laughs> but do they, it, yeah, it's interesting. They programmed them to do that. Yeah. Like, gosh, shit, I'm dying now. What? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> you know, and this predates uh, the battle droids from you know uh, Phantom Menace, who also were quippy as That's they died. <laughs> Maybe the the movie got the inspiration from this. It's it's possible. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> um, so the the kids get kidnapped briefly. Sonic is like, "Hey, uh, if you harm one hair on their heads, uh, you know, I, it, you know, I, I, you got me." But uh, he, then he immediately decides, ah, screw it. I'll, I'll attack anyway. Like, he lets himself get captured, but then works to get away. But then you have that whole weird bit where he's like, you harm one hair on their heads, like you were saying. And then he, then Robotnik's just like, it's really the hair on your head that I wish to harm. And he just plucks a random hair. Right. And then breaks the Sonic it. And breaks it. And it's just like, but, but why? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a yeah, that's a John Wick moment right there. You broke my hair. Yeah. And it, so it, this exactly. this enrages Sonic, and we get a <laughs> oomph and boom. And, and, you uh, punch the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get some fat shaming there, or no, not sorry, bald shaming. Uh, yeah, there's, there's yeah. some bald shaming there. Yeah. yeah. And so he he quickly dispatches uh, along with again way too much conversation. Um, grabs the kids and then pulls them at what can only be assumed supersonic speed. And he kind of gets, yeah. the girl is is uh, close to like getting the skin ripped off her face as she's yanked down the missile silo. Uh -huh. There is absolutely no way their shoulders or their arms and shoulders are not dislocated <laughs> at this point. 
Uh, but the kids like this. Uh, they want him to do it again. Um, and it's like, no, no, we got to get to the control room. Um, so fortunately, these kids who, uh, who you know, use a goddamn TV remote as a game controller know how to operate rocket controls. Well, it's just like, um, you know, archaeologists. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to make, like, instant archaeologists. And what? what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, it's uh, that makes that we have to decipher the hieroglyphics and press the right switch. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How, also, I just love that they can't understand any of this stuff, but Sonic knew immediately where the control room was. Yeah, well, that's that's, and then he basically runs around the room pushing random buttons. Yeah, which um, you know, when you're dealing with a rocket launch, is that's fine. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> so as they're doing kind of all this, uh, Sonic can, you know, basically has three buttons to choose from, but suddenly Dr. Robotnik, uh, starts to ponder the meaning of the multiverse kind of during this whole launch and wonders if maybe a trans-dimensional portal, uh, was somewhat responsible for this or like it, it, it the, the Dr. Robotnik seems to seemingly change plans kind of midway through this page. Well, part of it is because when he fell, he accidentally activated the remote control for the rocket, and um, you can't use the remote to stop it. You know, unfortunately, we haven't enough time to make it down to the gantry. You have to, so you could activate this deadly rocket with a remote, but you have to go down to the gantry to, yeah, turn it off. And, and yeah, that's when um, he just randomly sees a new portal for no reason yeah. uh, to the multiverse. And um, he just decides, like, oh, I guess I'll just go into this random portal. Yeah. And he, so, cool. And so he heads off into that. Sonic notices for the first time the boy has a Sonic shirt and decides to compliment him while the world is blowing up. It's very nice. Um, yeah. And yeah. then... Um, they somehow figure out the right button to push for no reason. Yep. It's a, it's literally eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And, but he gets it right. He, he picks correctly. Yeah, with um, the fate of the entire world and his friends on the line, he was like, eh, it's one or the other. <laughs> Just It's the middle <laughs> one. <laughs> cool. He does an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Um, and then we get a... Uh, he... The, Basically, he emerges, sees the same glow that Dr. Robotnik went into. I like this. Now that the Freedom Fighters are safe, uh, then uh, let's let's just jump into this random portal. Or this portal kind of sucks them in. It and, sucks them in. It didn't suck Robotnik in. He just got to look at it ponderingly and was like, oh, I guess I'll walk into this with Snively. And, but now it's sucking people in. Yeah. It sucks the girl in. And so the brother and, uh, or I, I don't know the relations of these damn children, but anyway, yeah. Sonic goes jumping in. And for some reason, this portal changes their visual look. Yeah, now they look, th- this is one of those like theories you get where you're like, oh, deadline's coming up. Um, I still got a few pages oh. left. Uh, I'm going to draw them uh, much more quickly. Yeah, because nobody else seems to have this, do they? I mean, I, everything gets a little rougher, but like, uh, yeah, Snively you know, and Robotnik look about the same. 
Yeah. And uh, really, uh, really knowing your market of, uh, you know, uh, children in 1997, how much they loved Speed. Uh, was it Speed Rider? Because clearly they're talking about Speed Racer. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to protect copyrights at this point. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. So so they jump They're They're there and they've changed. And somehow there's a ton of evil minions here. Oh yeah, no. There's a captured again. They look more threatening for no reason, and there's also barely any background still. Yeah, no, just green backgrounds and some blue and and. <laughs> so, uh, how long has he been over here? Because they 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 kidnapped him. They they easily capture Sonic and the kids again. They go in there, and Doctor Robotnik is now uh, a bunch of of clones of his are building a giant robo monster, Rob Robotnik. Mecha suit, yeah, but but also for for everyone to know, um, it, it, this is you know is a, a kids comic uh, full of thrilling action and adventure, which includes Sonic and the kids just like reluctantly being like, I guess we're captured, and and just yeah. like walking along with them, no one's restraining them. It's very cordial. <laughs> there's there's at least three, and I think four by the time it's all over, capture scenes in this book where they they get yeah. they get captured, but. I'm still stuck. Like, how long was Robotnik over here? Like, he's he's somehow set up a lab, and I mean, he just went into this portal. Was this a portal to some other? Like, like what what the hell happened here? Yeah, is it some kind of linear verse where time goes by differently? <laughs> I uh, fortunately, uh, the you know the boy Steve uh, Stevie has figured it out because he watches too much Space Trek. Again, got to be careful with those. Uh... <laughs> got to be careful. Yeah, those... ninety-seven Space Trek is uh, the show to to that you you know you were watching. Oh yeah. Um, Sonic knows has no idea about it. Um, the, the visual space what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's take them away, and so they they take them into a convenient prison, and inside the prison, they run into Maury and Jerry. Yes. <laughs> so what, and I do like this caption. Uh, I know I'm quite the awesome dude, says Sonic, but do either of you have a clue as to what's going on? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, how could anyone know what's, what's going on? There's also a lot of this in, in this, comic like uh ken penders loves this trope of you start saying something in one panel and finish it in a caption in the next one yeah yeah he does that yeah. happens a lot in this that's really charming yeah yeah um as the multiverse of robotnik's start to create a a uprising um we learn that these are the these these guys are the head of Sega. Or like, I'm sorry, but who the hell are these two? People? <laughs> I I guess they they're people that worked on Sonic in America. Maury and Jerry must be, and and I know that there's going to be some uh, Sonic fans who come in here to correct all of our our continuity mistakes. But I, I I'm assuming these were the game designers or had something to do with Sonic because they quickly explained to Sonic that he is just a character in a game cartridge. And that he's a result of some staff artists that did a series of sketches, and Sonic was a result. 
Um, but the sketches were based on transmissions received over a prototype device. Nobody had seen anything like it, so we just kept it quiet. So I think what we're supposed to take from this is that the game designers were trying to design a game and an artist was drawing Sonic but had space transmission beams on a prototype device show them what Sonic looked like and it inspired them and perhaps out of fear of being sued they just kept it all quiet and published this game. Is it this is very meta all of a sudden? It's it's meta in a way that isn't like enjoyable to people young or old. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't get yeah, I mean may, is there some I again, I played plenty of uh Sonic and I'm I guess I don't remember the part in the games where they broke the third wall and the character of Sonic was a result of alien transmission. I like, I, I don't, I really don't understand where any of this is coming from. No, it's, um, it's, it's very odd. And, uh, yeah, this is not something I, I could quickly get any sort of information on. Like I, I do it like a quick little search. Like a jet, I've like, been trying who are these I, guys and, I, they they apparently are people. They're Sega people. Yeah, yeah. Why they're they're caught in this? Uh, maybe they got sucked through the the thing as well, and and they're they became space writer uh, or speed writer cartoons. Um, yes. But it, uh, it okay. So it's all very weird. So they're they're basically explaining Sonic. He's not real, but he is real. But then this this whole yeah. So so Robotnik uh, shows up. And uh, blows open the door, but it's not Robotnik. It's uh, it's some girl that just showed up for two panels. Who's was out supposed to be out promoting the game and dressed up like Robotnik? Yeah, it's it's like what, you know, as all the Robotniks are um, you know turning on each other because they never do that in these situations. Sure, but um, but yeah, um, I don't know why she's. I don't know why this Robotnik is who's not Robotnik is interested in helping them and yeah. also has access to like dynamite. No, she yeah, has access to dynamite and um, yeah, quickly takes off this and it's uh looks like a, like, like this is Aiko from project Aiko. I'm just going to say that because she's got red yeah. hair and vaguely manga like, so it's Aiko. Aiko yeah. rec rescues them. And, uh, you know, they're basically a freak electrical storm somehow created a link between dimensions through our prototype, and that's how they became cartoons. It's for those goddamn freak electrical storms, always fucking everything up. That's that, that they do. It's, they do. it's a nightmare. So Sonic races in, and uh, he he saves Robotnik and Snively from being attacked by the other Robotniks. Robotnik immediately turns on him. And, yeah, in a really dumb way. It's neat. It, it's a pointless scene. <laughs> yes, he saves them from being murdered, but then he's like, "Hey, get those guys!" And then the robots are like, "Okay, we 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 will follow your orders again." So they go and and decide we've got to shut down the prototype by punching the access code onto the control pad, which looks like a giant Genesis controller, sort of. For for no reason that just pops up in the background. Like, why why is that there? It's just floating there. So. Um, he asked Sonic asked the kid again, you know the codes, and the kid's like, everyone. And again, what fucking codes are you talking about, you little bastard, you cheater? Yeah, uh, and uh, it's a completely different kind of like it's 
in the course of two panels, the controller, the whole background, the color is different. The setup where it is mm -hmm. is completely different. It makes no sense. So he's supposed to press up, down, left, right, hold A, and press start, and that shuts down everything. Yeah, it just it just turns the the swap bots off, which weren't they didn't seem to be that much of a threat. No, <laughs> but thankfully they did it. That's not even the contra code for ninety nine lives. I mean, like, what yep. are you what are you doing? Okay, so they uh, the kids are proud and they're trying to like, ah, crap. Now how do we get home? And uh, for, fortunately, Maury and Jerry uh, believe that they can reverse the pro process to get the kids home, but it'll be a one-way ticket. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with Dr. Robotnik captured and Snibbly just wandering around, um, they send Sonic and the two back to his home. And uh, there they reunite with Freedom Fighters, uh, Sally and Tails and everybody, uh, you know, greet, greet him. Cool. And uh, I like this. Robotnik's like, let's go, Snively. I've got a headache. And he just wanders off. Like he's, <laughs> <laughs> he spent the whole comic trying to murder him. And the, the Sonic and pals are like, ah, cool. Well, right. It's you can just head out. And yeah, it's and, and I, I'm scrolling back through because I'm pretty sure the, the thing that kills me here, too, is um you know, Ken Penders wrote and drew this. Yes. So, so he was aware. The only, the only scene we see Antoine in is that one scene on page nine when they're yeah. all grouped together. So, like, there's no way he didn't just accidentally draw Antoine instead of Princess Sally Acorn. Yeah. That's that's the only explanation because Antoine does not show up again for the entire thing. <laughs> it would uh, I I don't know. We get our stinger at the end with basically the kids have been reunited and they're back playing uh, playing a game in front of a blank TV. I, I'll just point out these kids are too stupid to know the TV is on. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> let's see what Sonic's up to now, and uh, and here it is. And so uh, nothing against the kids, apparently, as we get this this final kind of recap, in case you're wondering, who are those photogenically wild and crazy kids? That was not my question after reading this comic, but okay. Um, it is uh, is Ken Pender's son, Stephen, niece, Jessica, uh, who, who in theory now are much older and are pretending none of this ever happened. Um, and, and then, yeah, it's it talks about he spent hours making sure each photograph four of them were just the way he wanted. And as far as their help was concerned, Ken was quoted as saying, Hey, they worked for free. <laughs> like you dick. Like you couldn't even get them ice cream or something. Like, I, like why, why would you voluntarily print that? Like, I, and then we get uh, a bunch of much better covers for comics coming out. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, pretty much everything else is, is better. Um, including even the fan art uh, is better that <laughs> that comes, but uh, yeah, yeah, that that one, the um, the Sonic uh, CD one at the top of yeah top left there is actually it's, it's pretty good. I also like how even this uh, this fan, who knows how old this fan is, uh, Nathan Bonner, um, is aware that it's on CD now, as opposed to the uh, creator of the story. <laughs> and uh, you know. Um, it's kind of cheating, though, that um, he let um, 
you know, Jesse and Steven have uh, have fan art put in there. Well, that's, he that's, didn't pay them, so. he, he's pulling some strings there to get his uh, son and his uh, his yeah. niece uh, a little spotlight there. That's that's true. Uh, nepotism. Yeah, thankfully there there's not nepotism in current comics. That it, it ended here. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, that's. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad uh, they they put a stop to that. Uh, yeah, we get a couple of comics of the Freedom Fighters and Knuckles, and I mean, I, I think the Knuckles story is dramatically better, uh, even though it's only a couple of pages. But uh, yeah, it's only a couple of pages. But that's um, was it that Patrick Spasm? Yeah, that artist. He's probably the best artist that's done these Sonic yeah. comics. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's great. This actually looks like. You know, oh, I could see this guy as like a storyboard artist for the cartoon kind of thing. Yeah. Well, he actually uses backgrounds. Both of the stories do uh, actually have backgrounds, which yeah. is uh, is a dramatic step up. I don't know what I just went through. That was a that was a pile of shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy uh, that that happens. Um, hmm. You know, it's uh, you know precursor to Batman Fortnite, and also had a multiverse in it. So. Uh, yeah. You know, but before DC really mined the multiverse uh, uh, crisis kind of event, uh, you know, because because this is kind of a, a, a crisis uh, yeah. here. That's a crisis. Um, right. It was a crisis for them. I was going through a crisis reading it. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, well, I also can't believe we talked about this for as long as we did. I can't either. The time just flew by. <laughs> it uh, really yeah, did. Well, we stand on the shoulders of giants. What what can we say? Giant um, robotic robots destined to destroy some Mobius. We don't know which one. There you go. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, sitting through this with us and puzzling as to why it exists. Yeah. Uh, I think this is also the first time we uh, reviewed an Archie comic. Yes. Uh, Yay, it's a first. Gosh. Yeah, uh, an Archie comic that um, they don't have the rights to anymore. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but, but hey, it's uh, it's Sonic Live. Um, you, you know, you, you listeners to the show keep telling us to review more indies. Well, here you go. Yeah, this is a good comic to, you know, give it a read and then, you know, call your mother, hug your best friend because life's short. Yes, it's it's you never know when it's all going to end. Yeah. And you don't want this to, to be the last thing you've read. No. Yeah.